This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series. Our Tuesday show, we typically do this on a Tuesday and a Friday at 5pm. And our Tuesday shows are basically taken on the form of the Arsenal Transfer Podcast, which is a weekly show in which I'm joined by a few guests to talk about the week's events, break it down, try to make some sense of the chaos and keep you guys up to date as well, of course. And as always, our Let's Talk Arsenal show is sponsored by Football Prizes. A massive thank you to them. And this week's prize is a pretty good one. Nicolas Pepe has signed uh, last season's home shirt and you can win this uh, by buying a ticket into the competition. There's only 20 tickets sold so far. It runs out on Friday as long as things go to plan. Basically, what I mean by that is that if it sells out quite quick, they usually uh, finish them sooner than, than Friday. But I think this one will probably run until Friday. So make sure you get your free ticket. Uh, if you are a member, you can win a free ticket, that is. If you're not, then make sure you buy one ready for Friday's draw with Football Prize. So only 20 tickets sold so far. The link is in the description. Make sure you go check them out. Without further ado, let's introduce my panel of guests this evening. First of all, it's Jared Carver. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Doing good. Thanks for having me back on. I've been looking forward to it. No problem at all. How have you been dealing with the transfer news? Have you been like rocking yourself to sleep at night or anything to that effect? You know, I, I keep an eye on it and I try not to put too much stock in anything I see out there tweeted. You know, until I see something finalized, I try not to get too uh, too heart set on it with things like Buendia to avoid the letdown that probably everybody felt I assume this you week. can't turn around because you've got Buendia on the back of that shirt. That's, right. That right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to take it somewhere and get it altered a bit. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff mate good stuff and back again it's the bald man himself it's Vinny. how you doing mate are you well evening very well thank you yes very good very good thank you fella have you, how have you been coping with all of the the chaos of late have you been uh have you making fake itk accounts are you making like inanimate objects so you're now the afc t- like tablecloth a afc lampshade like what, what are we what are we going for the jonas bow the jonas bow <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I'm not. I'm not getting too wound up about it. I think people tend to be overreacting when we're not even in for players at the moment. You, you need to take everything with a pinch of salt. Stop believing everything you read on Twitter, and relax yeah. a bit. It'll take time. For sure, for sure, it will take time. We're going to go through some of the stuff that's hopefully might happen a little bit sooner. Um, but before we do, we need to introduce our fifth, fifth. I was going to say fifth. I can't count today. Fourth and final guest and making his debut on TGT. It's Sasha. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Are you nervous? Nervous? <laughs> no, not really. Just nervous about good. my internet connection. Nothing else. Um, it's fine. We're good. I mean, as we've had on He's one of our other members. You literally you couldn't hear a word he was saying because of his internet, and it's better than that. So we appreciate the uh, the time you're spending on the show, mate, and uh, look forward to getting some of your thoughts on plenty of topics. And without further ado, let's kick things off. Now it is nice, of course, 
that I like the fact that the ITKs like to come out and tweet their stuff out literally before we go live. So we are in the know about stuff. Uh, and all of the stories break seemingly right before we go live, which is great because it means we can talk about it. The, the kind of the story that has dominated this last week is is more regarding an out, Jared. And, and that has very much been the out uh, possibility that is looking more like a reality of Granite Xhaka moving off to Roma. Uh, he's obviously a player that's been at the club for a significant amount of time now. Divided opinion. He's a divisive character. What do you make of the the whole story about him possibly going to Roma? You know, the more I see, and it seems pretty consistent that these links are true with Roma, so it looks like one that's probably at this point maybe more likely to get done than not. And I'm kind of torn on it. If he's leaving, you know, obviously we're going to need, I think, not one but two midfield players this summer, and we already have a, a long list of stuff to do, so that just kind of adds to the list. As far as him as a player, I think he's a bit limited but very good quality. And if you bring in a guy to replace him, you know, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape in the midfield if we find someone better than Granite Xhaka to, to pair with Thomas Party in a midfield pivot. Um, one thing that I've seen this week that I thought was a little strange was when people say we're getting rid of Xhaka for, you know, maybe 15, 20 million, whatever it is. And then we're buying Ruben Neves, who's a, no better than Xhaka or the same player or a Portuguese version of him. And, and that I kind of take issue with because I think they're completely different players in the way they play. And I think Neves is a big upgrade and he's someone that I'm much more, I think, open to getting than some of the other people out there, which, which is fine. But the thing that I don't like about Xhaka leaving, and it's really not about the skill set as much as it is with David Luiz going with Granite Xhaka going this summer, we're a team that's going to be with a giant void in terms of leadership at the top. Now you can say what you want about those guys' ability and whether they're good enough to get us where we want to go and all of that. And, and I probably agree with most everyone who doesn't think they are. But there's no question on the pitch that those are the guys that everyone looks to and are the leaders of the team out there. And with both of them going, you know, we don't have kind of a, a clear cut next in line for that other than I think Kieran Tierney, who I'd love to see made captain. Um, I think most likely Obama again keeps it just because he's had it. But I think it's a real leadership issue with both of those guys going. So when we're looking at someone to replace them, I think it's going to be really important that we, you know, I don't want to bring in a bunch of 30 pluses by any means, but we need guys who are in their prime established and have some leadership qualities. I think the only guys we have that have that, like I said, are Tierney and potentially Odegaard if he comes back. I think mm. he's shown that he has the respect of the team. He's very vocal and, and he could maybe kind of fill that gap too. But in general, I'd like to, to see at least one guy come in who's sort of at least in his prime already, you know, 25, 26, 27 years old, because we have a lot of youngsters and you have to have sort of a mature veteran voice out there somewhere in the lineup. And with Obama and captain, he's not super vocal. That's just not his strength, which is fine. But there has to be somebody out there to lead the team. So I think that's where we're going to feel the hit most if we don't find a mature voice to come in and kind of replace him this summer. Vinny, is it something that, that worries Because obviously Bellerin is being linked with a move away as well, another lo kind of long-standing player in the team. Uh, although being 26, that I mean, you look at the average age of the squad, he's one of the older players in it. And and we are looking at losing, obviously we've lost David Luiz, now Xhaka looks like he's going Bellerin too. And the players that we are being linked to, as Jared says, they're not the established players. They're not your prime players. They're your guys that are 24 and under, which is an age bracket that a lot of people want to see us go for. But is there a part of you that is concerned about the fact we may lose some key experience and leadership qualities in the team that we're not going to replace? I'm not too worried about Bellerin going. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but, but he can take his trees and bugger off, as I <laughs> said the other day, as vegan trees. Um, no, I, I agree. It is a big worry. It, when, when, when you look at a team, there isn't leaders throughout the team. I think bringing in Neves, actually, although he's only 24, he was captain for Porto when he was a teenager, and, and he is a natural leader. I think he would be a good player uh, to bring into the team. But apart from that, there's only Cheney and probably Holden, but Holden's not going to play every game. He's he's likely to be rotated in the team. So it is a big worry, the, the lack of leadership. And it, and it is something that maybe we need to address and bring in a player in, who's around 26, 27, who can add leadership to the team. I do worry when you look at kind of the players that we are being linked to, 
Um, I mean, especially kind of in the attacking sector, besides Erdogan, you look at players like uh, an Awar, you look at players like a Chalanoglu, you look at these guys in that area. Erdogan gave us, as Jared said, so much kind of vocality up top with the way he drove that team forwards. And I do, I am concerned about the alternatives because obviously Buendia isn't going to be one of them. If they're going to be able to be, as described as maybe game changers, as transformative figures as we need that player to be. And it's, whilst I did that show the other day, which I'm sure you guys tuned in for about the 10 alternatives that we could go for to Emi Buendia, only a couple of them really struck me as like massive game changers and they were the re- like unrealistic targets of the bunch and not the ones we, we look like we're going to go and get. Uh, and we will come on to kind of that attacking midfield area. I do want to stick with, with kind of the outs for, for a moment. Uh, Sasha, just to, to kick us off with your first kind of uh, thoughts on the show about Hector Bellerin. Is it a player? Are you in agreement with Vinny? Is this, is this a moment you feel needed to happen and we need to see him go? Yeah, definitely. Um, his performances hasn't been good. The past year since his injury and since he's turned vegan. Um, so Do you think that's part of it? Because it's, it really surprises yeah. me, this whole thing. <laughs> Go on. It, it just has to. Making the transition from eating meat to eating plants, or well, just plants, um, definitely will have something, some effect on your body. Let's say it like that. Um, so we, we saw when he came back from the injury that he lost all of his pace and that obviously makes a huge difference in the way he plays so i don't think we should keep him anymore and i th- and i'm i'm laughing at the links we've we've getting for him because people want to say 20 25 million and i don't think um he's good enough for that amount of money and i'm laughing at the clubs if they will pay this because they clearly haven't seen him play in the last two seasons yeah, I mean, it's if we can get twenty million pounds for for Hector Bellerin, I look at that and I I am going to be laughing a little bit. I think that to think obviously teams hit by the pandemic. I mean, for me, if you're going to get more money for Granite Xhaka than Bellerin, that, that I mean, yeah, great. But if we, if it looks like Bellerin's going to go for more than what Granite Xhaka is, considering how little he has played in comparison how open he is to moving on that would surprise me um and the fact that we can get i even saw a link with eddie and ketia for 20 million quid which made me just, i couldn't believe that in itself as well there is so many kind of crazy rumors about possible outs going around one of the players that we're being obviously in that midfield area that has the opportunity to, to find his best position which is a question that we don't really know the answer to is Ainsley Maitland-Niles um, some quotes came out literally before we went live um, talking about him him and Arteta uh, and he was saying that he doesn't really know what's going to happen he, he's going to come back and, and go through those conversations with Arteta I mean Jared do you think the time has come for us to say goodbye to our TGT mascot Mainsley and to, to move him on uh, and send him in the world to flourish is, is this the moment it, it may end up being that. And I, I, for me, it's just what he wants out of his career. If he's willing to stay at Arsenal and play kind of a reserve utility role where he can fill in a lot of different areas, I think he's a useful player. And, you know, we would we would find some minutes for him that way. But it doesn't seem like that's his desire. You know, if he wants to go somewhere and potentially start as a midfield player and, you know, start 30 plus games a year, I, I completely understand that. It's just not going to work out at Arsenal. So, you know, it may be time for him to find another club. And there's probably some, you know, lower end premier league teams where he, he can find a role like that and, and be happy and play a lot of games. I just don't think there's any chance it happens with us. Uh, even right now with us looking like we've got a thin midfield going into the summer, I think it's going to be such an area of focus in our transfer business that, you know, anybody we bring in would push him back to the end of the line again. And he's kind of where he is already. Um, the only way I see him really playing a role with us is if, he has a conversation with Arteta and says, you know what, change my mind. I'm willing to play right back, put me there. I'll, I'll you know, I'll dedicate myself to that position, mm. which seems unlikely. Although to spot, I think he could, he could do a job and, and do reasonably well and would find some minutes there. At this point, I would just be really surprised if that happened. That said, I didn't see the quotes that came out right before we came on. So maybe he said something completely contrary to that, but I haven't seen them yet, but so that's just kind yeah, of my thoughts and, outside looking in. I'm going to try and find him now while you were speaking about him. And I'm struggling now all of a sudden. I'm pretty... Here we go. So Maitland-Niles says there has been no contact yet from Arteta or technical director Edu. He adds that there has been some contact from the club's medical department to establish a summer training program, but no indication as to where he stands in the long term. He says, I want a decision. I want some clarity. I would like some kind of ind- uh, indication of what's happening. 
where they see me. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then kiss Arsenal goodbye, which is a hell of a statement. And I mean, it's that, that frustrates me, not from his perspective. I feel sorry for the guy. Like, you're going into a summer of complete unknown. You're coming back. The season's done. Arteta and they do come out in press conferences telling us that the planning is done for the summer. They know what they're doing. So why the hell has our player not been told what's going on? Vinny, does that... Sorry, Jared. No, go on. You, what do you think? I mean, ju- just hearing that, it seems like, yeah, he's probably not going to be here next year. You'd think if they had a real yeah. desire to integrate him in the team, he would have you know, had a phone call, a text, some sort of contact at this point. I'm sure if the only reaching out he's got is from the the training squad, that's just them kind of checking the box to say, yeah, we've contacted everybody. So hearing that makes me much more confident. We're not going to see him at Arsenal next year, certainly. It just shocks me. He's saying, I'll go through some of the other quotes here. Uh, if I get, if I was to get a phone call from someone at Arsenal and they said they'd like a meeting tomorrow, then it would be easier that way. They can tell me whether they've got pl- uh, plans to play me in the future or if they want to sell me. I'm sure they've heard what uh, they, they want to make some space in the squad and some money, so I'm not sure. <laughs> That's crazy, is it? He's talking about the fact that like they he's heard the fact that they want to make space through the media and they want to make money for the team. I've, they, I've never heard quotes quite like that come from a player directly. Vinny, what, what's kind of your reaction to that? I think it shows his immaturity and and his, his ego a little bit. Like for, for me, he's a young player who come through our academy and he was given chances in positions, moaned about playing in them positions. Unlike you look at Saka and Saka was like, look, play me wherever I play for the team and put wears his heart on his sleeve. Whereas all Niles has done is complained all the way through thinking he's some sort of superstar. He could be perfect uh, as a, like a Grimondi for us or probably a little bit before your time, Tom Grimondi. Uh, I've seen him play at the charity match. (laughs) (laughs) Or Flamini, where you can have a player who can sit in midfield and can play play in the fullback roles. But he's just approached it completely wrong. Um, And and I think that's the problem. If if he had a better attitude and he didn't have so much of an ego, he Mm. would have a chance at Arsenal as a team but I do think because of this he's going to be moved on and if we can use him to make some of our other purchases cheaper for example if we are looking at the likes of Basuma from Brighton or Neves from Wolves and then teams are interested and maybe that can knock 15 million off one of them transfers and we can go and spend the money elsewhere. Let me read you a few more of the comments and then, Sasha, I'll get your thoughts on them. He says, um, it's been a long journey, but a proud one at that. Maybe they still, this is, by the way, this is an interview on The Telegraph, if you want to go and read it. Uh, It's been a long journey, but a proud one at that. Maybe they still want to do something and things could change. If not, there's always other teams. Uh, It would be easier to do it now than waiting for pre-season to kick in and everything is super busy and they can't answer their phones because they are not, they are doing too much work. You know how the football world works. Uh, He then goes on to say that when he was asked about kind of not playing after ending the 1920 season so well, he says it was a difficult one for me to swallow because the back end of last season, I put in a couple of performances in the cup and in the final. And then after that break, we had another final in the Community Shield, which led to my England call-up not too long after that. Then a couple of months after that, it all died down. I wasn't playing anymore, so it was strange, very strange. I went from having everything at my feet to everything taking away from me. I was trying to understand it on my own, but sometimes it's not for me to understand. It's for me to keep working hard, to keep doing what I do, and have to let other people understand it for me. It was difficult to take. You get called up for England, play regular football for your club, get to an England camp, then it all disappears and you're not playing for either. You don't really get any contact uh, contact from either manager from international stage or club. I was thinking, what do you want me to do now? What am I supposed to do now? Uh, this Honestly, this is a crazy interview. You should go and read it if <laughs> if you want. I've never quite heard a player speak the way that he is. Sasha, what's, what's kind of your reaction to that as well? Because, I mean, when we think about his best position for Arsenal, it was playing in that left wing-back role. Now, coming from an outside perspective, and I feel like Maitland-Niles would know a hell of a lot more than me, although reading that interview, maybe he doesn't, about what's going on. But clearly, to me, Arsenal changed systems. We moved from a three-at-the-back system to a four-at-the-back system where we're using out-and-out full-backs with Tierney uh, and either Bellerin or Cedric, whoever it was. So there wasn't really a place for Maitland-Niles in the team. So when he's asking... Why on earth was we? Why is I not in the team? Do you not make, do you not have some sense of why he wasn't in the team? Are you surprised by his comments? Yeah, I'm surprised by his comments. Um, it's crazy to reveal that much information to the media. Um, but for me, I don't really care about the words. 
the words the players are speaking um, I care more about the actions the performances of the players and to me um, he didn't get more game time and stuff like that because he's he, he didn't perform he didn't he wasn't good enough um, yeah he played decent and he got the England call up but it's not enough and he should be able to read between the lines that I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough to keep my place in England. I didn't do enough to keep my place in Arsenal. Yes, we had a system change, information change. But if he played good enough, he could have played left back or right back, uh, not left wing back and or right wing back. So for me, he's, he has to go. He has to go. Yeah, I think it's an opportunity to sell a player and get some decent money. I mean, we're in for Ruben Neves. We're going to talk about that in a bit. And I feel like if Wolves are still interested in him, that is a certain player that we can get kind of that, that additional money and that that maybe knock the price down a bit if Wolves are still interested, of course. I'll just read you the little bit at the end of the interview uh, and then we'll carry on to the next one. He says, you have to get your head around what you might not want to hear and be prepared if that's the case. Be a man about the situation, which is a strange comment. Uh, if it's not going to work, then there's always uh, other clubs that will take you. And I like to think that I've done enough in the Premier League in the last half of season to have other clubs interested in me i'm genuinely taken a little bit back by how open he is it i don't want to use words like it's things of desperation because i think it's i don't think it's desperation i think it's frustration where it's coming from it is clearly that for him he wants to be playing he wants to know what his future is about but i think the best thing that he could have done especially considering how we know arteta reacts to kind of leaks publicly he's not a big fan of them he typically sends these players away from the club when he finds that happens so he's not going to be too pleased i think we can all make that assumption he should if he wants to hear from the coach i mean he's a player i'm sure he has a way of getting in touch with the manager you can probably get in touch through the club give your coach a ring give his reps a ring give someone a ring get your agent to contact through the club rather than going to the telegraph and then plastering it all over uh, the media. It is, as Czech Burke in the chat says, it is crazy how open that discussion was. And uh, all you have to say is props to the Telegraph for getting that exclusive. So fair play to them. Um, but it's a very interesting one. I'm sure we'll hear the, the fallout from that and we'll talk a lot more about it on tomorrow morning's 8am show as well. So make sure you tune in for that. Now, Xhaka's replacement, Jared. It does seem to be that Arsenal are going uh, heavily uh, in for Wolves midfielder Ruben Neves. We've done a fair few shows on him. We've obviously done a tactical breakdown on the guy and compared him statistically to Xhaka and Basuma and Thomas Partey as well. We've talked about kind of the, the fan reaction. We had some other fans on on Friday to get their thoughts and feelings on as well. Uh, and it's quite mixed. It has split the fan base, ironically, as much as Granite Xhaka does. Um, so we've got the perfect man to come in and his, as his replacement. But what's what are you feeling about the guy? Do you feel he's a sufficient replacement for Granite Xhaka? I do. And I should say up front, I think all of us that watch the Premier League, we've got a couple of players that aren't on Arsenal that we see. And for whatever reason, we're a fan of them. We like that guy. We'd love to see him. And admittedly, Ruben Neves has always been that guy for me. So I kind of look at this through rose-tinted glasses to some degree, I, I think. But I, I do like him. I think he's an upgrade. I think he obviously walks into our midfield with no issue. And he's an immediate upgrade defensively. Uh, I don't think there's any question he's a better defensive player than Xhaka. I think he's a little more versatile. Um, there are a few things that Xhaka does better than him, some of his passing ability. But I think as an overall, Ruben Neves is an upgrade. And it's it surprised me a little bit. Now, the, the price is a different thing. You know, that's always a factor. You know, there is a price point where it's not worth it to bring him in. But I'm surprised how many people, before the price was even being discussed, that our Arsenal fans kind of turned their nose up at, you know, a guy who's 24 years old, an established Premier League midfielder. He's a Portugal international and may start for that team that's quite good. And us finishing eighth two years in a row, no European football, think that we're too good for him. I, I think that's... I can't wrap my head around that. I think at this point, he's an absolute well, Let me throw it to you, then, Jared. Let me, let me throw you devil's advocate and say, okay, mm -hmm. Arsenal want to be a club that are competing for the top honours. This isn't me speaking. This is me trying to get in ahead of the other side. Um, Arsenal, a club that want to be competing for titles again, be back where we were in the early 2000s, late 90s, etc. The argument would be is that are Arsenal going to get to that by signing someone that would not get into, say, your Liverpool's, your Man City's, and Man United's? Is, does Ruben Neves get into those teams? potentially, you know, I think I mean, they, they put a bid in for him, Man United, I believe uh, a couple of years ago. So, it's, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think there's, I mean, right now, I mean, this is personal preference. I would take Ruben Neves over Scott McTominay if they were the same price for us. I, I prefer him as a player. Fred, 
Do you want Fred? <laughs> I don't want Fred. I can't stand Fred. And it's not that he's just a terrible the name player. Fred or the player. I, I don't like the guy. I would. There you go. I would take Ruben Neves over both of those guys happily. And there I you think go. he gets into the team for you then. He, oh yeah, for sure. He gets. I mean, he. I think he gets in Man United's team. He obviously gets in our team, especially with Xhaka gone. There's really no question. But I think he's a better player than Xhaka. And as far as trying to compete for top four, he's not a guy that you bring in and say, okay, now that's the move that we're there. But he certainly is a move in the right direction and get you closer. And that's, you know, the goal with every transfer is to get a little bit better in whatever position you're replacing. And for us, I think Ruben Neves does that. I think it's a really difficult one to kind of it's it's really difficult because obviously Wolves have played a completely different system to us. They play with three at the back most of the time. Neves has played in a system where he's alongside Jean Moutinho, he's alongside some other guys as well. Then Donka provides a lot of cover for him too. Whereas at Arsenal, we've never really had that number six sweeper in front of a two central midfielders, usually one of them being Neves and Moutinho. So it's, it is hard to know how he would transition. Statistically, for me, he upgrades us in the right areas. He's a better defender than Granit Xhaka. He's got better tackling stats, better defensive dual stats, better interceptions. And also importantly, for a deep-lying playmaker, his passes into the box are more frequent than Xhaka and they're more accurate than Xhaka's as well. So all those things for me and he's still got the leadership qualities he was the ex-captain of Porto at a ridiculously young age as well and he's obviously playing on the international stage and I'll tell you what it's shocking how few Arsenal players are at the Euros this summer that that is really shocking um so getting someone is that is playing I mean people talk about the fact that they don't like their players playing on the international stage because they might get injured it's a really key part of having a quality player in your team I understand that theory but having that experience of playing at international level makes successful players, and it is something that we desperately have. I remember the days where we were, even in our one of the lowest points under Arsene Wenger, I think we had like seven international captains at one point, like Vermaelen and Ramsey and all these guys. Well, it was ridiculous, but still we had a leadership problem. It was crazy. Um, Vinnie, before I go to you, there is a super chat I want to get to from Aya, who says uh, there's a serious player entitlement issue at Arsenal. That's been around for a while. Arteta is trying to address it, but there needs to be help from up top. I do. I will address this with you, Vinny, and then I can let you go on to Ruben Neves. I suppose we can segue into it, talking about bringing someone in that has got those leadership and professional qualities. Is that? Do you feel that sometimes Arteta has got nearly an impossible task? Because he's talked about kind of wanting to change the culture at the club and desperately, but he's had so many problem players and so many vocal players that speak in the media, and we're seeing that more recently with Torreira and now Maitland-Niles speaking about desperate to leave, Genduzzi's situation, Ozil's situation, Socrates, Mustafi, Kalasinac that went off to Schalke and then basically formed a, a coup on the manager while he was there. It is mental how many kind of problem players there has been. So do you think there is an element of maybe sympathy for Arteta? And ultimately, do you think someone like bringing Ruben Neves is is a step forward in the right direction for that problem. He's had a horrific job in terms of the spoiled brats that he's had to deal with at Arsenal, putting it nicely. Like uh, uh, under Emery, the players just gave up on him. The players were taking the mick out of him and, and you could visibly see it on the pitch. It was horrible watching us play. You could see the players weren't playing for the shirt. And as you said, look at what Kalasniak and Mustafi went and done when they went to Schalke. They, they were just toxic to the club and I think Ozil was as well and he had to deal with all of them up until Christmas and when he got him out our form dramatically improved so I think yes he had a very difficult time and he's had to uh, take time to rebuild get rid of the players that have been issues in the dressing room and I think he needs to continue doing that and I think like Xhaka, although Xhaka's a very good player, the way he reacted, I don't think the fans are ever, were ever going to forgive him anyway. And there was always going to be that stain on him as a player at the club. So I think as a team, we've had to do a lot of moving on. But uh, Yeah. No, sorry. Go on. I thought you were done. <laughs> but I was going to say, in terms of Neves coming in, I, I, th I think Neves has the perfect... Um, attitude to come into Arsenal. I was watching uh, one of them teammates from Soccer AM back when they used to do that and they had yeah. Connor Cody and he said that uh, Neves was the player's player and that he's a leader in the dressing room and he's a vocal player and they're the sort of players we need to bring in and even better if he's a leader at the age of 24 he can be a leader in the team and take us forward as a team and improve us as a team. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I th- I remember writing a piece on Pedro Gonçalves, the guy at Sporting Lisbon that's been linked uh, to uh, very loosely to Arsenal. Nothing, nothing credible right now. Um, and in the player profile we did, I was looking out for interviews that he'd done because, of course, he came. He was at the Wolves youth system at one point, of course, as pretty much every Portuguese player is these days. Um, but he escaped uh, and went off to Valencia, I think it was, and has now ended up at Sporting where he's doing very well. But he spoke specifically about Ruben Neves and he spoke about how important he was having him in the group at that same time. And clearly Neves is an important member of that dressing room. And again, it does surprise me, as, as both of you have, have highlighted there, that, that people are so kind of frivolously turning their noses up at that that's what frustrates me. I, I think it's I think it's crazy. I, I think there's too many FIFA players out there who look at his pace stats and sixty one, yeah. <laughs> which and, is and, more and, than and, double Jackers. To be fair, I think, yeah. <laughs> and, and he looks a lot more mobile than Jacko. What what I like about him is he goes and gets the ball. He doesn't make as many mistakes, and he plays the ball quickly. And he also transitions the attack quicker. I, I think he'd be a really good player for a sat in the middle of midfield. And I know people are saying they want Basuma, but we need both. You can't mm. you can't go and sell Sack Xhaka and then only have Ruben Neves come in because then you've only got Party and Jaka, and Neves as our centre midfielders going into next season. And like Basuma would be a great buy, and I want Basuma to come to us. But when teams are sitting back and defending, they're the teams we've really struggled to break down. And Basuma's going to offer you nothing on that. Do front. you think there's an obsession complex around Basuma? Like I want him, like just like you want it. But I think there is almost like anyone that's not Basuma, immediate meltdown. That that's how it feels to me. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I I really want him as well. I'd love Basuma to sign tomorrow it does worry me that if he signs he's going to go off to the african cup of nations at the same well time interestingly what just what just sorry to interrupt you there but apparently and someone i'll give i can't remember who it was who told me this but there was some comment on a video before he's not actually played for mali since 2018 so i don't know the reason specifically there was a couple of rumors which is no point me commenting on a rumor but he hasn't actually played for mali since 2018 so he may not even go which is a, a positive for us if I, if I was to choose out of the two and one of them signs tomorrow, it'd be Basuma. But I do want Neves as well. I think we should be going out and getting two quality central midfielders to put into our team and to strengthen mm. us because that's our weakest point. This, this year, like everyone moaned about Xhaka and stuff like that, but half of the season, Party wasn't playing. The other half of the season, Xhaka was playing at left-back by himself. So, mm. so we had Ceballos in midfield who completely flopped this year and now nanny as much as i like him as an individual he is a he is a very very limited player and i know dan likes him because he runs a lot and maybe he's got good <laughs> fifa running stats but you can go get mo, mo farrow i don't think he does i think he's slower than nevish <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me he's gonna be hated tomorrow no i think it's yeah it does frustrate me how people just kind of turn their nose up at nevish and and the obsession i suppose with Basuma, despite me desperately still wanting him there is a, there's, there's an element of wanting i think it's more about wanting someone with ironically pace and wanting more mobility and wanting more kind of cover and i think that's important but I think it's important to also think about is that he's it's not the be all and end all. Just the same with when 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 we didn't sign Buendia. Although if you'd have watched my reaction video, you would have thought it was the be all and end all because I was very frustrated at the time. Um, but, but having time to reflect on that, I think I think it does come out to say that look, there are alternatives. I mean, making that alternative show for Buendia was almost therapeutic in a way to just go through and see how many other options there are. And the same is going to be for Basuma. I am planning on doing a, a central midfield video for that. Now, Sasha, what I want to come to you on mate is is kind of is also about linking into Basuma and getting Neves uh but for me if Arsenal were to say which it looks like we are going to do is sell Xhaka and we're looking to bring in Basuma do you think it's it is a failure of the club to just bring in uh, just bring in Neves on his own and to not sign that additional central midfielder not the number 10 style one but the actual additional central midfielder that we need yeah I think we were already short in numbers in midfield this season now we have Danny Spars leaving, um, Torreira and Genduzi is not coming back, uh, Ainsley is going, I know he never played in midfield but that's another midfielder going and then you're only left with Alneni and Party. so we, we need actually, we need three midfielders in my opinion in that position, if we promote Aziz then okay, then two, but we, yeah, we, we need at least 
three in my opinion and we might see um, Neves or Basuma coming in um, for me it's a mistake to bring in either or we have to bring in both because we need both types of midfield players um, I think people is um, obsessed with Basuma and a pacey midfielder because of the scores that Grand Shaka left us with comparing to um, N'Golo Kante which we which we would have had and could have had now N'Golo Kante is obviously let me just my dogs are walking uh, that's fine I'm clearly not a fan <laughs> of uh... <laughs> of Grand Shaka no, yeah no. clearly um, yeah, this is one opinion I can agree on with Yonik um, I know Yonik personally <laughs> Uh, oh, do you? Of, yeah. Oh, he my God. He of Pretoria and he trains at the same gym as me. He's not a troll. Um, yes, his he opinion is. is just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think his opinion is just negatively influenced by uh, some YouTubers. Oh, like, okay. I wonder who that might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, coming back to my Grand Jaco opinion. Um, I think he's, left, uh, he's let us down too many times. Making too much errors, doing stupid stuff in defence. I remember when we lost at home to Brighton two seasons ago, where he needlessly, I think it was Soli March, he just tucked him back. And then afterwards, he said, no, the, everyone's just blaming him, but no one's blaming the strikers for missing their chances. And I think he has an ego, as we could have seen with the Crystal Palace incident, where he threw his armband off. <laughs> I'm not lying, by the way. <laughs> Anyways um so i don't want a guy like that being the leader of arsenal in any in any case because he's he's teaching them wrong and for me a leader leaving the club um he had he had a dominant personality and it makes room for someone else to emerge as a new leader um so for example if grand Chaka's personality is gone from the dressing room someone else can take over the leadership in the dressing room someone like Kieran Tierney which we all want to see as captain mm. and then uh, on the Ruben Neves thing he came in well he, he got a bit I would say famous but in the spotlight three seasons ago with his fantastic season uh, um, in the championship where he scored bangers and everybody doesn't like Bellerin either does he? <laughs> 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 yeah there's just some some players in the squad that's keeping us keeping us back because we have mm. really got some good players and like I was saying about Neves um, he, he, a lot of people wanted him back then and then for some reason they don't want him now when we are actually linked to him but if he would to say join Man City join Man United join Chelsea Liverpool no one would be complaining and everybody would be like oh they they went for him why didn't we go yeah. for him and yeah. I really think he's 24 he can be a solid part of Arsenal's midfield for the next eight, nine years because I think he's really good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, 24 years of age, his sell-on value is there for, even if you didn't want to say keep him. Before, Sasha, we go on to uh, Jared, there is a super chat that asks specifically a question to you. It says, is that a Kaiser Chiefs jersey in the background? Yeah, I see he's paying in, in rands. Yes, I'm from South Africa. Uh, that's go. Kaiser Chiefs, one of the local teams in South Africa. But I haven't went to see a game of them yet live. Well, you'll have to. you have to go, mate. You're going to have to get out there and uh, when when you can. Because, of, of course, we don't really know when things are going to turn back to normal. Fingers crossed you can. But also, um, let's go on to kind of the next uh, story on our list then uh, and get our thoughts and feelings around... Uh, well, there's a few things that I want to kind of get to, and we are running out of a bit of time, and I want to get to kind of the uh, the transfer questions as well from you guys in the chat box. So I think it's probably best if we cover one per person. Jared, I'm going to give you the, the tough task of talking about attacking midfield. Um, we did touch upon Erdogan a little bit earlier on. It looks to be, after the Buendia situation, that he is still very much the club's priority. They want to get Erdogan in. He's their, basically their number one pick. We are seeing links to players like uh, Kalanoglu as well from, from AC Milan. We've seen, obviously, links to very tepid links to Awar once again. Um, what's your kind of view around the Erdogan situation? And where is your kind of ripping the core point before saying, look, no, you, you're asking for a ridiculous fee here and we're just not going to go that high? So... I'm one. I, I would be very much for Odegaard coming back and getting him on a 
my, my preference, of course, would be to get him on another loan because then at the end of next season, he'd have one year left on his deal. We could probably get him for a, a pretty manageable price. I, I don't see that working out. I think if we bring him in this summer, it will be on a permanent. As, as far as price, you know, I would pay $40 million for him-ish. I, I think the calls of 50 or more, that's a, that's a little probably my cutoff point. I think that's a little over the head of, of what he's shown at this point. I mean, he was very good at Real Sociedad, but $50 million is a lot of money for a player, and there's a lot of options out there when you start getting into that price point. Um, Alwar, I don't have a ton of interest in. I actually I look at him as more of an 8 than an out-and-out out 10. Um, and if we're looking to play a 4-2-3-1, if we're going to fill that spot and spend a significant amount of money, I want to get an out-and-out out 10 for it. Uh, Chanelaglu, if, if I'm saying his name right, I'm terrible at the pronunciation. I mean, I haven't. I've been criticized so much. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will be too. He, I think, makes sense for a couple of reasons. You know, he's a double-digit assist guy coming from a big club. Uh, he's a good age profile. I think he's 27, if I remember right. Mm. So he's got a little bit of maturity there. And most importantly for Arsenal, he's a free transfer. So that's probably the number one thing on our list. If we can get a quality player that's, you know, given a significant time for free, that's going to be in the books. Uh, one thing I thought was funny, I saw people online saying, you know, he's a bit of a set-piece merchant and a lot of his assists come on set-pieces and said that as if it was a, a bad thing, which, I mean, if you watch Arsenal, that should be the top of our list. Our set pieces in terms of scoring goals off them are horrendous. We're, we're absolutely yeah. terrible at it. So for me, that's an area that, you know, if somebody who can play the 10 can also do that well, I think that's a, a big benefit for him. But of all those mentioned, like I said, I'm a big fan of Odegaard. I'd love to see him come back on a permanent deal. And kind of an extra piece on that is, we saw this past season, you know, no matter how good you play from December on, if you start off so poorly and you dig yourself in a hole, the Premier League's too good. You just can't get back into contention. So I think bringing him in, a player who's already integrated into the team, someone who understands the system, the guys are familiar with, it just allows us to sort of hit the ground running to start next season, which we're going to have to do if we have aspirations of top four. We absolutely can't have another first month, two months like we had at the start of last season because we saw the ramifications of that. We played fantastic for five months straight, and it still wasn't good enough to get us anywhere near where we wanted to be. So for a number of reasons, Odegaard's still my guy, and I would pay 40, 42 million range, I think, is mm-hmm. is good based on the potential he has, but 50, I think, is the cutoff point for me. I think that's getting too high to where there's other more established options out there. Fair enough. You go a little bit higher than me. I think Max I'll be looking at is 35. Um, but, you know, I, I, I find myself being one of those people that go, you know, it's just a five or more. <laughs> so just, you, know, you go on then. Very much that type of person. So, yeah, a that's five or more on all of those adds up pretty quickly. Yes, it does indeed. That's why my bank account is so awful at times. <laughs> Very much so. Um, Vinny, I'm going to give you the, the arguably even tougher task of looking at the centre-back area because William Saliba um, has been kind of linked with these moves to like loan moves back to France, Marseille, Nice, but also Newcastle has cropped up. And we've seen Arsenal linked with centre backs. Jules Kunda has, has been there, uh, Edmund Tapsoba from Bayer Leverkusen as well. What's your views on, on the centre back situation? Is it an area that you think it's worth Arsenal investing in if it's for a quality player? Or do you think that we've got enough here and should we be prioritising integrating Saliba into the team? I wouldn't buy a centre-half. I'm, I'm happy with our centre-halves going into next season. Um, you've got Gabriel, who I think is going to be our forwards, uh, our, our first starting centre-half mm. going forward in the future. And Mari's decent uh, cover for him. And then on the right side, holding for now, and then bad Saliba in. You can't go on about how good of a talent Saliba is and we can't, don't give him a chance if you're not going to give him a chance. And if we bring in, an, if we bring in another quality centre-half... That's 30 million down the drain for Saliba, which you've invested in. Uh, and even then, I, I still think you've got Chambers who can cover as well. I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about centre-half. I actually think we've got quite a good um, a good defence apart from right-back now, which we need to sort out. I think the, one of the problems we've had is our centre and midfield was empty when party wasn't there. and. Mm. Uh, all, all through the years, one of our biggest problems has been we haven't had a centre midfield base to pr- protect our defenders. And the defenders we got now are pretty decent. But people give Holdinho a bit of stick, but I think he's I think he's a decent centre half. Uh, sometimes he stands off a little bit too much for my liking. I think that's I've coaching. This... I, I genuinely think yeah. that's from coaching. Yeah. 
Uh, he stands off a little bit more uh, for, for my liking, but I, I quite like him as a defender. He gives you a solid 7 out of 10 each game and doesn't really make mistakes, and that's what you want. You just want someone to be solid and not erratic. Mavropanos, not, not talked about him. I, I quite like Mavropanos. Uh, uh, and again, the, there's so many holes in every position on the pitch. Centre-half for me isn't that big of an issue. I, I, I wouldn't even complain if we brought Mavropanos back and gave him an opportunity. He's, he looks a decent player. Absolute unit as well, which is good instead of the midget centre-half we've had for years, which is a little bit hit. <laughs> Uh, hypocritical for me to say as a five five foot eleven centre half, but yeah. but it's it's true. It's good to have some players with some height in there, and I like Mavropanos as well. But he just may be a little bit too rough to suit the way we play. Fair enough. Uh, in the I just said in the chat box. I'm really sorry. I can't find the person who said it now because I was checking up if it was the case. But someone told me that Chris Wheatley has tweeted out, and it does link into what we were saying uh, just now. With uh, apparently Daniel Ballard is is set. To, here we go, Archie. Thank you so much, mate. Um, Daniel Ballard is set to go on loan again, but to the Championship at this time, which is great news because it's shown that progression. Um, of course, he really was integral in helping Blackpool win that playoff final and getting up to the the Championship. He's someone at the club rate. He's an international level footballer he's playing for Northern Ireland I believe um he's fairly regularly now when, when they are uh, playing so that's great news for him uh, and also interesting about Charlie Patino which is of course a really young guy uh, I believe he's only 16 17 years of age he, he actually says Chris said he's been integrated into the first team and feature more regularly for the under 23s which is an incredible rise um but if the players are good enough as we've seen with the likes of Bakaya Saka joined up when he was 17 like you've got to push them forwards and you've got to throw them into the fire and see how they go on uh last point before we do go on to questions uh, and we're gonna have to rattle through uh, the questions as quickly as we can Sasha you got the fun task of talking about the goalkeeping position uh we've obviously been linked to Onana uh, as well uh don't ask me what his name is um from Ajax of course and and then you've got the situation of the backup goalkeeper with Matt Ryan being linked with a, a move back to the Arsenal. How are you evaluating our goalkeeping position? Um, so we have to get my, Matt Ryan back. Um, I think it's a must. He's already settled at Arsenal. I don't know why the deal isn't completed or wasn't even completed uh, mm. by the end of last season. Um, when he played, he played really good. He's not going to be the number one goalkeeper. He's but he is going to be part of the Arsenal team and he is going to play some games. Especially if we qualify for Europe again, he's going to get more game time with other cup games, even in Europe, maybe in the group stages, maybe in qualifiers if we, if we, if we make it to the conference league. <laughs> and then, oh God, um, <laughs> and uh, for me, Leno is a, is a tough one. It's a 50-51 with me because he has made some good saves, but he also has made some bad errors and for me most of these um, errors come in games that is really important to us for example if you remember last season um, when we fell out against Olympiacos in the Europa League uh, Grand Jocker just made a normal back pass to him and he failed to clear properly it went out for a corner and we end up conceding from the corner and I just think there's better goalkeepers than him Let's say it like that, rather. So, mm. if we want to upgrade, I'd rather have us um, go for a better goalkeeper than Leno. And, and Onana is better than, than Leno at the yeah. moment, or from right. what we've seen. Yeah, and um, I mean, the, the, the our expert insight on the tactical breakdown certainly concurred with that as well. Um, and I think it would be a, a smart move, especially considering the fact that we, we don't really know what's going on with the ban situation. That is, that's going to be a big factor in this but it could mean that you get a really good keeper for a very small fee um so that's something and arsenal do need to be a bit more savvy anyway we've got about 10 minutes guys and we are going to go through as many questions as possible so if we could try and condense our answers down as much as we can so we can go for as many of the, the listeners as possible um jared starting with you josh hunter says how many incoming transfers do you think we will make this very month of june this month i'll say one, I think with the Euros going on, that's going to get in the way of some deals in terms of speed. I think we're probably right now more focused on the outgoings to clear some space and also see what kind of funds we're dealing with. So I don't see a lot of incomings this month. So if I had to bet, I would take one. 
Okay, that's probably a safe one, and I'd probably back you on that one as well. Um, Vinny, Stephen from Kenya says, uh, if Xhaka leaves for Roma, who do you think the fans will turn on next? Who's our new um, scapegoat, Vinny? <laughs> that's as well. Lano, straight away, I think. the fans. What if he goes? Go oh, we're screwed. Well, yeah. <laughs> Probably Naves from the start, the way some of the fans are behaving. <laughs> yeah, very good shout. Very good shout. Uh, Sasha, AV says, what do you guys think about Joe Willock's future? I think he could easily fit into a midfield three for us. I'm not sure. Uh, Joe Willock had ample opportunity at Arsenal. He hasn't really delivered. He went on loan. Maybe he's found his level. Should I say it like that? I know it's the same <laughs> level as us. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're pretty we close to that him, level this season, to be fair. <laughs> so. If we can sell him for a lot, then I'd say sell him. Good stuff. Uh, Kim B. Jared says, do you think that Bertrand might still be a possibility as backup as the news about his move to Leicester has, has simmered down a lot? I've heard absolutely nothing about the Bertrand situation. Do you, I mean, do you want him? Is he someone that you're interested in? Yeah, it is odd. We haven't heard anything about him in at least a week or so, and I would absolutely take him. I think a guy who's going to come in knowing he's the backup, has experience in the Premier League, is kind of solidified in that position. He knows kind of how the league works. I think he's a perfect guy. He's on a free. He's going to accept a backup role. I think Bertrand makes a lot of sense, and, and I'd love to have him. Uh, MIL Reaction, I'll take this one quickly, says, what are your thoughts on Armin Harit uh, from Schalke? I believe he's a Moroccan international. Um, and he, the, the ball that I know is that he's been offered a move to Villarreal with Uno Emery. That's the only thing I've heard about this guy. Um, so would I take him? I've not seen enough of him to comment. Has anyone seen anything of him? You can shake your heads if you like. That's absolutely fine. We will move swiftly on. Uh, Vinny, question from Aya, who says, uh, would you... Uh, would you guys be happy with our window just buying midfield replacements, fullbacks, and Onan? I'm, I'm glad that he said midfield replacements, plural. So I'm assuming he means our attacking midfields, the central midfields, the fullback, and the goalkeeper. That's basically no striker uh, being brought in. Is that an area that you wouldn't be looking to bring in this summer? Uh, it, there, there are priority positions. Like I, I know you talked about number 10s. Number 10 isn't as important for me. For, for me, these are the most important positions our centre midfield at the moment is dreadful and that's what we need to sort out we need to get proper backups and Onana just for the song yeah of course I can't wait if that happens it's, I mean the, the fact I love Lacazette's song and if that's the peak of what we can do I'm sure we can do even better for Onana there's no inspiration going there though whatsoever um, Sasha Neil DeSouza says do you guys would you guys take uh, Mateus Pereira and Erdogan on loan or do you not rate Mateus Pereira the West Brom Brazilian um, no, not really. Um, I would take Odegaard on loan again, yeah, if it's possible, but I'd rather permanent Odegaard, and I'm mm. not really interested in Matej Pereira. I don't think he's at Arsenal level. Oh, interesting. 11 goals, 6 assists last season is very good. Uh, but no, that's fine. Uh, we can all disagree. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more and go to Jared for Iron Cubby. says, the Times reported today that Bernardo Silva is available for transfer. Very unrealistic, but would he be our ideal attacking midfielder? The correct answer, by the way, is yes. I agree. He'd be incredible to, to bring in Bernardo Silva <laughs> to play our number 10. He, he's an unbelievable player, a huge talent, but I think the price he would demand is going to pretty quickly move Arsenal out of the uh, the options for him this summer if he does move out of City. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, Yo-Yo Vinny says, Neves, Partey and Basuma or Neves, Partey and Odegaard? Um... Oh, that's a that's so four a three one. three or ne four two three one is basically ne 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 Neves party and Odegaard. The, the, for me, that gives you a perfect that's base to play from. And then Odegaard, I think, is class. I, I'd love Odegaard back. I think he's got such a high ceiling. I'd pay closer to the fifty for him. Oh, oh Jesus! We got a whole spectrum of, of fees going on for. I mean, Sasha, what what are, I need to ask now? What are your max paying for Odegaard? What's your view on that one? Forty-five. Oh, see, everyone's just so different. This is mad. And we've got 35 from me, 40 to 42 from Jared, 45 um, from Sasha, and 80 million from Vinny. Unbelievable scenes of what he would pay for him there. Um, Kim B, Sasha says, any more smoke on the Matty Ryan file? We did cover that a little bit, so I will, we'll scroll down a little bit more. But I know you said that you wanted us 
uh, to bring him in. And now, of course, my laptop's freezing and it won't. Uh, Omar says 50 million now. Why, why do you want to pay the, the high fee for Erdogan, Sasha? Well, I think he, he has a lot more to show for us than, than he has already done. And I think the way he played for us um, this season was actually quite really good. And he's still young. He's still learning the Premier League. They all say yeah, he needs a season to adapt to the Premier League and all those type of things. So I think Odegaard, I think he's good. I think 50 million is a bit too much. 45 million is basically 50 million. <laughs> so... It is in my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, Round I up think always. Odegaard should come back. Fair enough. I think that a lot of us would like to see. It. I'd like to see him back. I just, I just, I can't stretch as far as as you guys can. That is where we're going to round off today's show. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to chat and, and sit with you guys. I think that obviously, when we talk about the fact we get these shows and we get you guys on as as members, it does show you the quality of football knowledge within our our membership base. And if of course you'd like to join us uh, for a show and be like these guys here, if you want to join up as an expert member and join our Discord server, you get the chance to come on the show as well. Sasha, thank you. Ever so much mate brilliant debut i mean i've only got one job for you now mate and that's obviously to get yonit mac on the show that's your job fella it's got to do it son maybe maybe if he comes out of hiding i haven't seen him at the gym for ages <laughs> Claiming it's quite dangerous. I'm not sure about that one. It's quite funny because uh, I, he obviously, because I took over the channel from Craig, all, I mean, six six years ago now, something crazy like that. There's a DM conversation in the Guna Talk archives between Yonick and Craig where he asks to go on the show with Craig. And so I referenced that. I was like, look, Yonick, you've asked to come on before. You've got to come on again some five years maybe, later. But no, he's, maybe he's just shy now because there's more oh. people watching. <laughs> maybe so maybe maybe very much so um jared always a pleasure to have you on son looking absolutely brilliant in your new shirt i mean what i will say is i've got, obviously i've got the shirt as well it is one of the warmest wearing shirts i don't know what it is I, it feels like wool at times i don't know, do you get that feeling it's definitely a different material i, th I think it's thicker mm. it's a really nice shirt though it's one of yeah. my favorites that i've got of arsenal and uh, yeah, as always, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Sasha, Vinny, first time I'm on with you guys. So it was great to talk with you guys. And, and shout out to everybody in the chat. There was a bunch of people in there and a lot of good conversation, good questions. So that, that makes the show a lot easier for all of us. Yes, we nearly hit. Uh, I think we well, actually. I think we just went over eight hundred concurrent listeners at uh, one time, which is crazy. So thank you so much. I know that you guys love your transfer uh, news, but the support over the channel has been crazy. And Vinny, always a pleasure, mate. Keep fulfilling our, or rather, filling the the Discord server with the hilarious. Uh, face swapping technology that you do it is very entertaining much appreciated yeah no it, it's just a pity you don't put them on here but i understand why <laughs> <laughs> there are some that push the boundaries but <laughs> yeah yeah um but no th thank you for having me on I, and i i think like we talked about yonic earlier on the, the superstar who's never been on the show i think it's good that you have someone who gives us that yardstick it's good that uh, Although he disagrees with a lot of what you say, because you're probably more optimistic and he's more pessimistic. I feel like he gets too much press, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> we talk about Yonic almost every show. He's become but, a caricature at this point. I think it's important to have different points of views, and I think yeah. that's what that's what's quite good on these chats. That no one's disrespectful. Everyone gives their opinion, and it's always a good conversation. But no, yes. thank you for having me on. And this is the best yellow shirt. Uh... Not, not that. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're both lining Cronky's pockets that's what you're doing and I would never do such a thing ever ever would never do that oh no it's been brilliant to have all you guys on um, we've got some great stuff coming up on the show of course uh, and if you didn't see already um, obviously this show is always sponsored by uh, Football Prizes and you can win a signed Nicola Pepe shirt if I can remove the the uh, overlay there just for a second signed Nicola Pepe shirt from our sponsors links in the description um, there's, there's only a few tickets have uh, been sold so you might have a really good chance of winning that if you tune in on friday it will tell you which one of our members has of course won the free entry as well so make sure you do tomorrow morning uh, i'm going to be joined by ask blog uh, andrew from ask blog is going to be on to have a chat about transfers uh, so that should be fun of course we will just still be doing the 8am show but it's 8am with uh, with the transfers and then 9am uh, with Andrew it's going to be busy and I'm hoping to get a tactical breakdown out on, on Kalhanoglu or Chalhanoglu we will find out how we pronounce his name on the tactical
the breakdown. So that should be out a little bit later on as well. And then on Friday, because there will be shows on Thursday, Friday I'm planning on hopefully doing our sweepstake reveal. Our members, of course, if you want to become a member and join the Discord server, our Discord server, we've been running a sweepstake for the Euros. So we're going to do a live draw for that on the Q&A show on Friday, right ahead of the, the Turkey-Italy game, I think it is. Uh, and then the members have been suggesting some ideas of things we could do uh, over the Euros. And one of them was maybe some watch-alongs of specific games to look at transfer targets. So when Portugal are playing, have a look at Ruben Neves if he hasn't already signed by then, stuff like that. So that could be an interesting idea. If you do have some ideas, then feel free to throw them in the comment section. But if you've enjoyed today's show, first thing you need to do is obviously go follow the guys on their socials. Jared, you can find him at JC underscore AFC. Uh, Vinny, you can find at Bald Gooner, I think from memory. Is that right? Yeah, or the sexy bald man on Instagram. There you go. And Sasha, tell the people where you can find your Instagram. You see how quickly I moved on from that. <laughs> Go yeah, on, so Sasha, what is it? It's just Sasha von Weich, as shown in the, on the screen. Uh, no, yes, yes. Anymore, as I think <laughs> it's just too toxic for me. No, fair enough. I mean, who can blame you? Yonit Mack is on Twitter. So that's all you need to know about it, really, to make your mind up. We love you really, Yonit. Um, we will see you guys tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the transfer show. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you are if you are sick of seeing our ugly faces, by the way, you can just watch this on audio-only platforms. Um, it is on Spotify and SoundCloud and all that. Um, so you can check us out on there if you do happen to miss the show and don't tune in live. But for those that did tune in live, you've been an absolutely awesome guy in the chat there and we'll see you again very very soon it's been a pleasure and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.